Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining us, or me, I would say. Um, I don't really have much to say today other than just to thank God for his um, his presence in my life and to appreciate him for what he has done. And I think now much more than ever, I really, really appreciate what it means to be a Christian. I, or rather just to have God in my life generally. I, I appreciate him so much more now on a, you know, on a daily basis. And I think it's because I think the innocence of life has been stripped off from me. You know, when and I mean, it's like you realize just how evil and bad the world is and how weak one is in the midst of everything, you know. You just realize that you need God. And I don't know why the realization of it, well, actually I know why the realization of it is stronger for me now than it, it was maybe earlier in my life. But it's because, you know, things have happened in my life and in the life of people that I love and I care about that has just made me, you know, just really, I just look at life and I'm like, wow, man was, I don't think I was ever meant to function, you know, away from God. And I can't speak for anyone else, but I really, these days I lean on him so much more, you know, and I just lean on him. I lean on him emotionally I lean on him physically, you know. I just lean on him much more. And I guess it's it's a function of many things, phase of life, the things that I've been through, the fact that I'm not as healthy and strong as I, and fit as I used to be. And the fact that I've also, things, let's just say life, <laughs> life has showed me. You know what I'm saying? Life has showed me. So now I'm like, I really hold on to him. I'm extremely clingy to the Lord right now. Before I would... Being clinging onto the Lord was a, an expression of commitment because th- there were other things I felt I could cling to. But now, there's no one else because literally, I mean, for the kind of support I need, there's nothing else, no one else that can give me the kind of support that I need. They're not even available. You know, you know what I'm saying? I can't even put it on anybody because they don't even have the capacity to do it. And I'm saying that, you know, with a lot of knowledge, you know, I, I'm, I'm not guessing, I know. So it's it's about what God can do for me, what I need him to do for me in my life. And I'm not talking financial. I mean, just uphold me from within, you know, and be my framework, be my structure, just be there. And, you know, I just, just cover me, hold me, keep me, shield me, mold me, take me, fill me, keep me, carry me. You know, I just protect me. I just want to be inside of him. I want him to be my hiding place. That's just, I want to be inside of him. I don't even want any part of me to show because all I see when I look at myself is my weakness, my inabilities, my incapacities. And, you know, so yeah, that's just it. And I have been on this point for quite a while. I'm sure if you've listened listened to me in the last few weeks, you'd be like, oh, I'm beginning to sound like a broken record. But this is honestly where I am right now in terms of God and... um. It's 
it's just really amazing for me, you know, and I'm grateful that I'm finally here because I think this is where I wanted to be for a long time, but I felt I would have to make myself get there. But I think God, well, God through God has used a number of pleasant and unpleasant situations to get me to this place. And that doesn't mean I have arrived, but it just means that I am finally in a place where I recognize that without him, I am nothing. And that is exactly what Jesus said in the, in the scripture. I mean, he says in John chapter 15, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he will take it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, excuse me, that it may bring forth much more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abides in the vine. So no more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth a lot of fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And that's really amazing because, you know, like I said, these are things I would read in the past and I would be like, okay, he's just speaking figuratively. Without me, you can do nothing. I mean, because literally I can get out of bed without God. I can sleep without God. I can, you know. But then you go through things in life and you then realize that he's not, he may be talking figuratively, but he's also talking literally. Because the ability to get out of bed, to wake up and have your senses around you, to understand what people are saying, to feed yourself, to be able to think logically, to handle the affairs of your life and come out of the end of it safe, sound, whole and healthy. It is but the grace of God. Without him, we can do nothing. Because even what we think we have, we have it simply by his grace, by his providence, by his mercy. But honestly, the hubris that we have as human beings is that sometimes we need to experience some things before we understand what he's saying here. Jesus said, without him, you can do nothing. And you would say, yes, there's some people who don't follow Christ, but yet they're achieving a lot. It's true. But what we are saying is that they are benefiting from a grace that they are not acknowledging. They are benefiting from a mercy that they do not recognize. They are benefiting from a power that they do not know. It is when that grace is removed that you then realize that without him you can truly do nothing. When that mercy is absent or is forsaken, that's when we will now realize you know, the Bible describes God and it says, um, Jesus in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. That was this same book of John that we're reading, but it was in chapter 1. And I realized that, I mean, I now realize that all things were really, really made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Because somehow, He seems to have the answers to the universe. And you know, for me, I, I keep on asking myself, I'm like, God, give me opportunities for me to be able to talk to other people more about you and share more about what I'm discovering about you and the fact that you really have all the answers that, you know, you claim, you know, the, the Bible claims to be the word of God. And it, it does do enable us to do things that seem like they really, really are from a God that is, you know, that is that, that is God. If you know what I'm saying? everything and the funny thing about the bible is that 
you 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 cannot know the truth of it until you believe it until you experience it until you interact with it and that's why a lot of people they don't the bible looks like it's just any other book whereas it actually has the word of god and the people who get into it experience a power that they could never have imagined and so you know and the funny thing is i'm enjoying being weak before the lord because like you know i i find that that he handles things much better than i do and i wonder for why did i for so many years try to handle things by myself and do it my own way when i you know i, I just make a mess out of things now it's so much easier for me to just ask god okay what do we want me to do you know I run programs, I do courses and things. I pray and I pray, 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 pray. I I say, God, I commit it into his hands. And the feedback comes back. It's so wonderful. It's so um, glorious. I mean, I prepare. I really do prepare. But sometimes I'm not able to, I mean, you know, I, I can't prepare. I prepare, but there's at a point I have to stop preparing and actually do. But sometimes you prepare and everything goes wrong, you know. And when I come out of it, I can actually see how God navigated. In fact, many of the sessions, when I come out from them, I can see how God helped us not get into a tight situation, either by preventing certain things or making me bring in certain kinds of support and understanding, leading me aright so that everything works out well. You know, just making every crooked place straight. So now, but the thing is, I had to go through things before I came to this realization. And now I am operating by grace. Simply because, like I said, I'm not as strong as I used to be. I'm not as fit as I used to be. I'm not as emotionally resilient as I used to be. But somehow, God is actually making me more effective. That's, that's the most amazing thing. So I'm actually doing a whole lot more in terms of producing things, speaking into people's lives, being more impactful, you know, to even people that I don't know than I have been for many a, a greater parts of my life. But I am actually doing little. God is doing a whole lot more because I can no longer rely on my strength because I just don't have it anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't have it. Um, even to get on a plane, I, you know, as in I don't, I, uh, everything, I am like, God help me. So I'll leave it at that. Um, but like I said, I'm grateful to God because if you ask me, do I prefer how I'm living now? Do I prefer it when I had my, when I was stronger and I was, you know, up all that. And now I think I prefer now. I prefer now. I prefer now. I can't explain it, but I prefer now. I prefer now because hmm, I think I am I think I am wiser. I think then I was I was blind. So now I, I, I you know I get the sense of I I, I I I am not blind. I'm not as unaware as I was then. It's almost like a child that is running all over thinking, you know, reveling in their in their ability to be able to walk on their newly found legs. 
not realizing that the world is a dangerous place. And the mother is calling out to you, come, come, come. The child is running away gleefully, not realizing that you are just a turn away from never seeing the only person who will ever care for you. Danger that you could never have imagined in your life. Just a turn away from it. That you have legs to run doesn't mean that you run away from safety. That you have wings to fly doesn't mean you fly towards the sun. That you have a brain and a, a mind to think doesn't mean that you lend that mind to things that will destroy you. These are the lessons that I have learned. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking those words forth. So I am learning that the fact that the things that I have received of God, I need God to even show me how to use those things. Without Him, I can do nothing. Because a lot of the knowledge that we have, we have, um, we have acquired is is faulty. At least I can speak for myself. It's it's faulty. It's flawed. Because it may not have come from God. It most likely didn't come from God. So it's limited. It's constrained. It's putting my focus in the wrong direction. It doesn't have the big picture context. It doesn't also have the spiritual lens or prism. It, it really doesn't see. He's speaking as somebody who is looking through a very muddy and cloudy glass and trying to describe to everybody else what's going on in the room. You can't see because the glass is cloudy. It's muddy. There's something standing between your eyesight and what's going on in the room. Either somebody opens the door for you to see what's going on in the room. They clean the glass for you or something must give. But you can't be looking through a muddy, cloudy, dirty, dusty piece of glass and tell me that you're seeing everything that's going on in the room in a house that you are outside of. That's how life is. So God is the one that cleans the window of our lives. Blows away the cloudy dust. Shines the glass that we may see inside. Sometimes he actually opens the windows. Some people actually have the opportunity to see that. Some people he brings them in momentarily for a period, for a season. And they're actually able to see and experience so much more and understand the meaning of things, the reasons behind what we see and what we experience. But that happens to those only those who will work with God in such a way that they have the opportunity to do that. Most of us, for the major part of our lives, will be standing outside looking through the glass darkly. And this is actually a piece of scripture. I'm not, I kid you not. Holy Spirit, I just used a scripture to, to preach a gospel to me. This is, there's actually a scripture that says, for now, we look through the glass darkly. There's a literary book written about that, but people don't know that verse is in the scripture. Most of us, that's what we're doing. And maybe that's what I'm going to call this verse. Because I had, a, I mean, this um, episode, I had thought I would call it, without him, I can do nothing. But I'm realizing that this is really about looking through the glass darkly. It's, both of them are connected, really. With God, he enables us to see. Without him, to see and to do are right. Without him, all we are is looking through a glass darkly and making decisions, life decisions, 
based on what we think we are saying in the room of life without having the proper sight. I'll leave it at that. Um, I think the last thing I'll probably do is read that scripture that talks about looking through the glass darkly and I'll bring this to a close. So actually reading this scripture in context, I see it's 1 Corinthians 13. Paul was actually talking about the fact that right now, he was talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy and things like that. And he was talking about the fact that when we prophesy right now, even the prophecies that come forth, they, you know, we only know in part and we prophesy in part. That's verse 9. And he says, but well, when that which is perfect is come, I, I believe that is when we are reconciled with God, then that which is in part shall be done away. I believe he's talking about when we actually leave this body. So he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I guess that's fully mature, spiritually mature, I put away childish, childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face we will behold him. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I also am known. And now abided faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of this is charity, is love. So what he's saying here essentially, which is a bit different from what I had said earlier. So reading this in context, he's saying, he's, he's still saying that we see through the glass darkly now. And that's what we're doing. But he says, then we will see him face to face. He says, now we know in part, but then shall we know as as has always known. So what this he's saying here is that, and I think that aligns with what I'm thinking, but let me try and make the connection now in this in my reflection. No matter how long, how we walk with God on earth, even when we are walking in his spirit, we will only know in part. In fact, that's very humbling. So, but God has full knowledge. What we can do is put ourselves in a situation whereby we are guided by the full knowledge of God while he's revealing to us the little of the full knowledge that he has. But even at that, we are still looking through the glass darkly. But we will not stumble if we go according to his word. We lean on him like I have been learning to do. But the truth is, even with whatever it is that God has revealed to us, like me, even as it is right now, I'm still be looking through the glass darkly. Yes, I can see more than some other people who are probably can't even see anything and they don't know that they can't see anything. But the point is, I will never see or know as much as the master of the universe sees and knows. So the best thing that I need to do is to remain so plugged to him that it won't matter whether or not I am seeing all that he is seeing because I will be benefiting from the line of sight that he has, living according to what he is seeing and not what I can see. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for explaining that. And, and I think this just wraps up what this reflection and this musing for this episode is all about and where God is leading this conversation is that humility in Christ and in walking with God is recognizing the limitations that I have and the limitlessness of God as well. Submitting to him in full recognition of his limitlessness as well as my limitations and worshiping and serving him and obeying him on that basis. 
As simple as that sounds, it's so difficult because most of the time, we have so much trust in what we know and what we think that we know. But anyway, I'll leave it at that because, again, what I realize is that this is a lifetime of learning. So as I grow and as we grow in our knowledge of God, in our experiences of life and the moments that God, the way God teaches, uses life to teach us and his word to teach us, deeper understanding will come, application, wisdom and knowledge for each and every one of us in the ways that God would need it for us to have it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.